They said it couldn't be done. Everything I spit rare, we shine in that great area podcast. They talk about hip hop all the way in the UK, so they gon' get props. Ooh, let me catch it, let me catch it once again. Every time I'm spitting my Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. God it's been a while since we've done a review, right? Maybe Kendrick, I think. Yeah, we've been taking a yeah. break from the reviews. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. But a, a strong one to come back on. This, this is an album that's been long in the making, I think. But I guess let's just kick off with what we normally do and talk about how we were introduced to Freddie Gibbs, when that was. Um, has anyone been listening since way back or had a more recent sort of entry to, to Freddie Gibbs? I don't know what we class as way back, but I definitely mm. remember you telling me to listen to Pinata. So how long ago that was, I have no clue, but Pinata yeah. was where I had heard of slash listened to Freddie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. So that's like 2014. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really listen or take Freddie Gibbs in until You Only Live Twice because Amnesia was like, it come up on my uh, my Spotify kind of suggestions. You, you know, we do like a hip hop playlist and it just slides in a few songs you might like. That was in there. And I was like, what is this? I was like, ooh. And I was like, hmm. oh, I've heard of Freddie Gibbs. And from there, I think I kind of paid attention obviously since 2017, but he's he's one of them rappers that's like really prolific that he disappears. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of hard to, to rely on him to drop. Like he'll just drop a whole bunch of singles, but not really projects, but. Yeah, that's that's me. So I guess since technically 2014, but not not actively. Mm. See, I, I mean, I, I would say he's been like consistent, consistently dropping for well, he, pr- he pretty much drops a project every year. But I guess where he's if he's not quite on your radar, you may miss from time to time. The only year he didn't drop was the the year before that project was 2016 because he was in jail, I think, in Europe. Well. Wow. Yeah, he was in jail in Europe. He got um, accused of something pretty serious. It turned out the person was making it up. Anyway, he got out and then that was his first project and the first music he released since then. So that's probably why it was it kind of came on your radar because it was quite a big deal. That was like his return. Um, but yeah, no, I... Uh, so I, I think Freddie was probably sort of in my... He was... I probably heard Freddie as early as like 2011, 2012, but didn't really realise because he was... I think he was signed to Jeezy back then. Uh, he was featuring on like Static Selector projects, uh, did stuff with the Wu-Tang, I think Domo Genesis, uh, Sean Price, like all sort of people that I would have like dipped in and out of at the time, currency. But the first time I remember hearing him was his feature on Danny Brown's album, Old. Does anyone remember that song, The Return? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So The Return was like a, um, a homage to Return of the Gangster by Outkast. And I remember at the time I either watched or listened to an interview by Danny Brown and he said Freddie Gibbs was his favorite gangster rapper at that point. So, you know, I back then and even now I always take a, a Danny Brown co-sign seriously. So I was like, oh, let me check Freddie Gibbs out then. I like the feature. Let me check him out. And for some reason I didn't listen to the mixtapes. I didn't check his debut album, but I saw that he had singles and EPs of Mad Lib. And I was like, oh my God, like what have I been doing? Like, you know, how have I missed this? Um, and I mean, Fuggin is still to me like one of his greatest songs. That is just 
flawless. But the song that I think you all know that I love is uh, Shame. That was just heavy, heavy in rotation for me, sort of 2013, 2014 times. So yeah, Pinata was like the first project I sort of listened to in real time and that made me become a fan of Freddie Gibbs because, well, Pinata is a, you know, underground classic at this point. But what about Theo or Kieran? What, what was your uh, introduction to Freddie Gibbs? I was gonna say mine's mine's probably late, but it, it, it was it was it was thugging for me because I was like I I swear I think even you said um, told me to go and check Freddie Gibbs out and it was thugging and I must have heard it. it was like oh my god who on earth is this and I just started I checked out Pinata and that is just I mean it's just a flawless classic to me that album's just amazing and um, it was but it was later on though because I kind of like dipped in and out and it wasn't until it got to if I'm being brutally honest it's when it got to ban bandana and then I was like oh okay Freddie Gibbs is back with Madlib wow. again I know I know because I missed out that's what I mean I didn't I missed that whole chunk out of like albums which mm. are just amazing by the way but I dipped back in and then when bandana came out I was like okay I'm taking Freddie seriously so literally from 2019 onwards I just took him seriously and just think this guy is amazing but well I, I want to say it was I don't know about around 14 15 obviously dipped in pinata but then yeah I just lost track mm. and then got back in touch with him when bandana came out well it makes sense because like like sam said it's it felt like he was a bit more sporadic at that time i guess that the album that followed pinata didn't quite uh i guess it just wasn't as well received it was still yeah. it's, it's still um a good album but obviously having madlib attached is going to bring more attention and then like i say he went into uh, he was in jail for a, a period of time and it sort of slowed down his momentum but Kieran what about you any because we've yeah. all had very different time periods I think here. it's quite interesting it's a bit of a collection of like yours and Theo's because obviously like you were the plug this time you, you gave us Freddie <coughs> Gibbs with Pinata so I got in with that then I listened to Shadow for Doubt and there were actually a few songs I liked more than the ones on Pinata I think oh well like um, Fucking Up The Count yeah um Wait, let me let me get this track list up because there's a few that I feel like people don't speak about this album enough. There's there's some really like top tier Forever in a Day. That's a really good Freddie track. Uh Careless, obviously as well. Careless. I think those those three, I, I don't know, they were just like heavy in rotation. They were I fa- I think they were more addictive than uh Pinata as well. And I feel like this album comes nicely um in connection with Shadow of the Doubt, like the style he showed us on that. Um the one we're going to discuss today but yeah I, I like Theo I don't know what happened but I just stopped listening to him until Bandana happened again um I don't know if it's because like I didn't like You Only Live Twice the album or something but mm. I just kind of like went off off with him even though like I was listening to the singles like on Freddie there was some there were some good tunes that for some yeah. reason like went into me I think like wait I don't know why mm-hmm. that one the bass on that was just crazy, yeah. But big yeah. up Kenny Beats. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, yeah. He's got such a good uh, producer selection throughout his whole career, like even with Alfredo as well. But mm. I think, I think that's when it got solidified. Like he's on a really crazy run right now. Well, yeah, that yeah. That's what I wanted to ask next was, you know, since oh, let's say Pinata is is this one of the best runs ever? Like just across whether it's mainstream artists, underground. Like think it's about at that the point, output. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've heard the run though, if that makes sense. Like I've heard the music, but I haven't experienced the run. So mm. Pinata was great. Obviously, you know, I love Madlib and then Freddie was doing his thing. 
then Bandana, then Alfredo, and now, you know, souls sold separately. So the, but so the I don't know is, if I felt the run, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I get you. See, I think, I mean, you have maybe heard me say this before. I, I've kind of, for the last couple of years, said that if you just consider everything, to me, Freddie Gibbs is the best rapper since 2018 hmm. because of the output. Like, if we just consider all the sort of aspects that we would deem a great rapper or a great album. By the way, go back and listen to those episodes if you've got this far. Um, what do you mean, if you got I this think... far? The fuck? We're in the first, like, <laughs> 10 minutes. You better be this far. And while you're this far, yeah, let me tell you some stuff, yeah? Listen. First of all, get the fucking Discord. You like hear us say this shit all the time. Get the Discord. There's exclusive content in there. You can get Lifestyle of the Heath. Lifestyles Jeez. of the Heath by fucking Alexander T, a.k.a. the resident seasoning man. Ow! You can just talk to us. We will talk to you. If someone gets in there, oh my God, you're going to get everything. So all the fucking hundreds and thousands of you that are listening, if you like Freddie Gibbs, then you should like us enough to go in the Discord. Yes, sir. Sorry. Go. Ali, you. If you're Ali. listening this far, fucking hell. Um, so I, I think that you, you could argue it goes back as far as Pinata, but I do think maybe there was a bit of momentum lost with... You know, for whatever reason, Shadow of Doubt didn't get as well received. Um, you Only Live Twice is kind of not deemed on the level of some of the other projects we're about to mention. We've we spoke about the jail time a couple of times now. But I do think since 2018, Freddie, like that run of of Freddie, which was largely produced by Kenny Beats, you had Fetty, which was the, the joint album with Currency and The Alchemist. You had Bandana, you had Alfredo, and now you've got this. It's just it's just strong projects after strong projects. And it's reminded me a little bit, a little bit of like the doom run of the sort of early to mid 2000s, which is every yeah. album is hitting. Yeah. No rappers really like had that kind of career where it's like, okay, this is one of the hottest producers out and they're one of my favorite. Let me collab with them. Then he does it with Kenny Beats. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's going mm. back and forth between like three of the best rappers, uh, sorry, producers in the scene yeah. right now. Yeah. And that's impressive as well. Like to, to not sometimes some artists don't even get to work with one of those producers, let alone two, three of the sort close of relationship. With, yeah, 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 trust yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, should we um should we just get into the album? Really, I think usually we we kind of start more with like the 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 artist performance or the lyrics, and that, but I thought it would be interesting to talk about the the production first and just the sound of the album. Um, yeah, I mean, do we think this is like? Wait, I mean, this is a bit of a silly question. It's obvious what the answer is. Is this his most versatile project to date? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because oh, he's, fused, he's fused everything. Oh, it just mm. sounds amazing. It's like, I liked your comment before when you put it in the group, Sean. There's that. It's like everything of what he's put in his discography. He's like chucked it all in the pot, stirred it all up, and you get it in this album. Literally, you get absolutely everything. Yeah, mm. and, and this is one of those times where, you know, like when a rapper can't sing, but they decide to sing anyways. He does it so well. That well, so badly in some places that I like it, and so well in other places that it sits right. Like it, it, there's versatility in this, and mm. it shows. Like it, it, it's one thing to to try sing, you know, uh, and then put the auto tune on, and he doesn't really do that that much in here. He just sings, and it sounds mm. good slash bad slash like fitting. So mm. yeah, there's a lot of versatility in this. There's there's a couple things that are trash, but we'll get to that when we get to it. If we're going through track <laughs> by track. Uh, what I would say though is like, like first of all, not to discredit like the alchemist or especially Madlib, who clearly pick uh, sorry, they 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 take they've got a lot of inf- uh, they've got various different influences in their own music, but they have a distinctive style. And when you work with one producer, it can be a very sort of 
condensed project in terms of the the the, the soundscape. Um, but what, the other thing I wanted to say was like I think Kieran briefly mentioned it earlier is that we kind of got this with uh, Shadow of a Doubt, where he was kind of dabbling in different sounds and there was a bit more melody mm. and, and just that melodic that rap kind of sound yeah, that he's yeah. got. And the production style varied on on that album too. But I think this time is now like he's he's gone on this this mad run and worked with these different producers and like. Theo just said he's kind of like mixed it together and put it into a more I guess um, uh, cohesive project right and just like ironed it out and now it's sounding cleaner and fresher and maybe that's down to also I think it's the, the major label debut isn't it right I think um, it's certainly the biggest budget I think he's had on a project with this one but um, yeah definitely definitely um, definitely his most versatile but you're going to get that when you work with so many different producers right you've got the sort of mainstays in in Mad Lib and Alchemist on here, but then you've got Justice League and you've got, oh, I'm trying to think of other names on here now. Um, got, Jake uh, One's got a bit. Yeah, Jake, well, Jake One's on here. And uh, how do you pronounce that person as well? Katrana? Katrana. Talking about this though, you know yeah. the list that got released like months ago that Ooh. me and Theo were gassed oh, about? So like, that, gassed. Had, that had Timberland on it. So that had gassed. That had other producers. Yeah, I was I was actually disappointed that Same, that list it had, was It had Pharrell on it as well, Kieran. Yeah, oh, yeah that's the thing. I, I, I think, the Bootleg Kev podcast, he'd like, does loads of interviews and with uh, rappers and I think Freddie Gibbs mm. was saying that the, the track with well he was saying he'd heard the song with with Pharrell but apparently it didn't get cleared or something like that but hopefully we hear it at some point that would be cool oh yeah hopefully because the thing is like that list of producers was like unbelievable yeah, it, it was too good to be true <laughs> I should I should check it out now now that we've not got any spoilers but um what, what was it? it can't be spoiled sorry but um so what were what were some of our favorite beats on here any any standouts uh yeah lobster omelette because the second i heard it i knew what was going to happen because that beat, yeah that beat was just like okay i could i could tell that rick cross, oh god i'm dying <coughs> yeah i could tell that rick cross was coming and uh gold rings oh gold rings oh Oof. you start taking and it's it the way gold oh, rings comes is, in as well no, yeah that's the thing no it's the, that it's the transition from dark hearted to gold rings oh my goodness me it is just that uh, is just perfect it really is okay well, sh- well, well shout out um Alchemist jake one for lobster well. omelet serious beat serious serious beat what about you guys what uh, did i just say the two blackest in the room about? Yeah, black is in the room. It's hard. That, it's black, just the, it's hard. the way the beat Jesus. switches. It kind of it reminds yeah. me of real. Is it real on Pinata? Where like halfway through the song flips to something else, and you're like, oh yeah, I think I think it's real. <coughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. I'm thinking of um, fake like, names off Bandana as well. There's a beat switch on that. I think, but um, I love really it when Freddie does that. Um, yeah, black is in the room. I mean, that's Alchemist, another one. That got oh, Jesus, man. I, I thought I I kind of went over his Discord just this year alone, and this this crazy it's just it's too much <laughs> i feel like that much. song has like helped remind me that like he's he's gunning for number one spot what uh who freddie or alchemist uh, alchemist alchemist oh oh yeah to me he's number one this year like producer it's just oh you're like certain yeah i mean like, there, there's we'll, competition we'll, to no, be had because yeah, someone someone released a very good huh? There's definitely competition. There's yeah. competition, hundred percent. There's competition. We won't name who it is, but this Alchemist. is about Freddie. But okay, you say that. <laughs> you heard. That. You heard that song. That song. That album, Louis. That's a good album. So we won't. We won't get too deep into it. Let's let's stick on the Freddie yeah. topic. But how many yeah, pieces Alchemist rings. got on here? 
Just one. Just the one. Just one. Just the one. Oh wow, real mix. But your but the one you mentioned, Sam, Gold Rings has got uh, is it Seven Thomas on there? I think he's got a few credits on this one. Maybe the most credits out. Of yeah, everyone. he has got he, most, they, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's a group or whatever. Um, I've just, I just know that that producer tag has been around for a while and and has produced some great beats. But yeah, that name comes up quite a lot here. For me, I'm gonna. I mean, I want to talk about this song more in different ways. But one of the best productions on this one for me is Dark Hearted. What James Blake did with that, like the, yeah. the atmosphere oh, he created, that's very true. That's very Jesus. True. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say it now. To like, that's my favorite song on here, and one Same. of the best songs I've heard this year. I think yeah. that yeah. I know that there are more. There's probably um, he goes into more depth. Like, there's more. There's denser sort of lyric uh, lyrical performances on here, and obviously the flow at times is crazy on other tracks. But um, the 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 passion in this one, like the emotion, is is incredible what he's doing with the melodies too. And then James Blake just kind of just set this perfect picture for this song with that, with that beat. I think that one's a real highlight, man. James mm. Blake is a tr- national treasure. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Sure. Treasure. I love when he does his hip hop collabs as well. It, it really yeah. always works. Mm. Mm. And he's written for a lot of people too, right? Yeah. He's Beyonce one of those people that's kind of like in every kind of genre and doesn't feel out of place because he's vibing oh. you know like he's not he's never mm. like trying to just make the james blake sound no 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 I you can always tell her he made it as well 100 oh, percent. i don't know can. what it is maybe yeah it's the way something he about, mixes yeah, the sounds it is you yeah. can tell if it's james blake he's got that mm-hmm. significant sound even though like he can, he can mm. be quite versatile with his sounds but you just know when it's james blake don't mm. know, like you said, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. It's just mm-hmm. Dark Hearty comes on and like, oh yeah, there's James Blake is involved, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, but that that speaks to to Freddie because obviously you have to choose to work with a producer or choose to work with an artist, and he, I think his selection, his beat selection is up there because because nowadays we're we're always celebrating rappers that make their own beats and all this kind of stuff, or you know have production credits. Even Kendrick, to a degree, has production credits, but Freddie is actually working with producers and finding beats or getting beats made for him that. I'm not saying only he can go on, but they're definitely well suited to his message. There's there's not a beat on this album for me that feels completely out of place. There's features that feel yeah. out of place, but there aren't any beats that feel out of place. There's <laughs> yeah. no beat that I feel like he's struggling on or was, you know, not catching the vibe he was trying to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. definitely. It's quite seamless the way the transitions from from one to the other. Um isn't yeah. it different? It's crazy as well because he's gotten so used to working with single producer albums. Mm. And on this one, you'd think like there's a single producer over the whole thing, but the way it flows between every mm. single track mm. yeah. is actually unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Should we skits do really well at keeping keeping the, the yeah. theme going and whatnot? And I mean, speaking of that, and I'm, I'm about to ask this question, but I, I, I'm just going to be upfront. I don't really have an answer at this point. I've been thinking about it yeah. like for, for days, but I don't really know. Soul sold separately. What 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 does that mean? What, what what's he you saying with that? I really don't know, but you know he's actually mentioned that on previous albums as well. Like mm-hmm. he's mentioned it on Bandana. That's the thing. That's why I yeah, really yeah. tried to sort Last of decode. Track. Yeah, right. Really tried to decode of what it actually means, but I'm not too sure. No I think, idea to be honest. With I you. think it's about his his kind of journey into stardom. So you know they talk about oh you sold your soul this that whatever, but he's reached levels of fame without having to sell his soul. Do you see what I'm trying mm. to say? As in, he's trying mm. to say the two, the, the two aren't one thing because people normally sell their soul to get famous. And you know, if we want to be honest, Freddie Gibbs is famous. He's a he's a high level rapper. He's in in the current you know top ten. If anybody that listens to rap is you know listening properly, Freddie Gibbs is in that. 
But yeah, I think it's the idea of you don't have to sell your soul to reach the levels I'm at. Like my soul is sold separately. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah you can still get me without having the soul taken as well. Mm. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I hear that a lot actually. That that probably resonates quite well. Actually, yeah. when you think it's quite it. it's quite confusing it really if you like yeah. <laughs> see it from the surface. But that phrase, like, oh, this product sold separately with that. I, you know, like when it's like batteries not included on the back of a toy yeah, or something. Exactly. It's yeah, similar yeah, to yeah. that. You know what I mean? You have yeah. what you want, but you haven't got the thing that makes it work, if that makes sense. His, like his life is separate to this. His enjoyment in life is separate to this. It's almost like how, you know, when Vince Staples says he views rapping like a job. It's yeah, like yeah. that. There's He's got that separation. And, you know, his soul is is his, but the music is is being, you know, sold to you oh, yeah it makes sense especially with this if if i'm i, I don't know if i'm wrong here but I've, for some reason i've got it in my head that this is the major label debut which seems I, I weird because he's so far in yeah but that makes sense because a lot of people you know you know there's the whole term being a sellout and people like say that they, their soul gets sold to the industry and this and that so yeah it's, you're, you're connecting the dots for me sam I yeah think you're on the right lines but the, i but had the, that same thing because i <clears throat> i was just a bit like well what does it mean? You know what I mean? Like sold, sold separately. Then there's the skits with the woman that's saying, you know, the triple S. Da, 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 da. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was thinking of Balenciaga because there's a triple S shoe. And I was like, that's not right. So I was like, well, what is it? And I was like, I think it's that. And I came to that conclusion. I was, where was I walking to? I think I was walking to work. And I was like, what does this mean though? And I was like, I think I understand it because I put it in the context of myself. It's like, what I do at work isn't my soul, but some people put their soul into their work and that's what drains them about it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that completely. Yeah, yeah I get that. The, the, what what I picked up from this, and, I, and by the way, I don't even think this is actually a thing. It's just the way my brain has decided to, to digest this album. But within about two or three listens, I, I started to break the album down into three sections, hmm. like 15 tracks, and it was almost like each five tracks were kind of a different part of the the fit the story or the, the whatever the journey is of the album can we say this though so, it didn't feel like 15 tracks i don't no, know if that's no, just yeah, me it didn't feel like, didn't feel like no, a drag because like, no, all didn't. the tracks here are over two minutes mm. you know some are touching four like they're, they're decent length tracks and mm-hmm. this did not feel like a long album and i know that's something we say quite a lot is you know sequencing oh it felt too mm-hmm. long but this you know once you're, it, you're, i think the reason why though like because if Freddie was a slow rapper, it probably would have dragged on. But he's he's rapping so fast in most of these songs. Mm. That I feel like they just speed by. But they really do. They really do speed by. Because I feel like I've listened to this album a ridiculous amount of times. It just keeps going on loop, loop. And mm. I start off the album thinking, like you say, it's 15, uh, 15 tracks. I'm thinking, oh, I might be here for a while. Before I know it, the, the album's starting up again. Yeah. I'm like, what? The beginning and the ending are very strong as well. So you know yeah, when you've reached them. Time. There's none of this like, oh, is that the end? It's like, this is, it feels like the end and it feels like the beginning. And it's like, oh shit, I'm back. Do you know what I mean? Credit to like, that Mad Lib track, CIA. Oh, it really feels mm. like a good ending. That well, yeah, yeah. I always class the bonus track as the ending because I'm never looking at the track Very list. I, I just always hear the bonus song. Yeah. Mm. And the bonus song as well is strong, isn't it? It's, it feels it necessary. It's not just like a, a random cut. It feels like it's part of the album. Yeah. It's yeah, like the first I, time they've collabed. I, I, the end of CIA does feel like the end because even they've got that bit in the studio where you can hear them talking about it and he's like explaining. Yeah, well, yeah. not explaining, but oh, just I chatting. love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so authentic. It yeah. feels right. like Instagram an ending. It's almost like last call. You know, when Kanye's in the booth and he's doing, you know, mm-hmm. last call yeah, and, yeah. and there's all that talk happening at the end, he's on the phone. It felt almost like that to me. 
But also I was just like, mm-hmm. that's a damn good song. Like, why would you not put that at the top? I'm like, but I'm here at the end, aren't I? So it's fine to be there, you know, at the mm-hmm. at the end of the album. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like I was saying, so I, I quickly started to almost break the album down into three sections. And then I thought, oh, the 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 title is three words as well. And I wonder whether each section like the word represents that those five tracks. So like for me, Dark Hearted until the end of the album is like the soul. That is the soul of the album of what he's talking about. But I'm not quite clear on what would be sold and what would be separately, um, which is why like I'm, I don't think I'm really onto something with this. But that's how I've done it. I've like I've broke it down into into three sections and I've kind of they I have different things to say about all of them, I guess, like that because like we, we're obviously we're singing a lot of praises here. But to me, there are some not duds but there are there are tracks on here where i'm like no nah, it's not quite on the level of the other ones yeah and um, i, I I'm the majority gonna, of that comes in that first first well i was gonna say i would yeah, i would have yeah, put it out there pain and strife can go in the bin yeah I knew offset you were say is that. the worst 100%. rapper in me i was thinking this as i was wow. listening to it the first time offset uh, is the worst rapper in migos and he makes the worst decisions on songs he ruined that song with what he was talking about he, he actually did ruin the song because freddie really brings that at the start i'm like yeah wow, this, does, pa- this pace is amazing yeah i, I was I, disappointed I, I, kind of with you i think that pain and strife felt to me almost like a bone thugs and harmony tribute track the, like the way especially the way freddie was flowing mm. on it but yeah the offset uh verse was um Weird. Yeah, it, it was weird. I don't think he makes good verses. Yeah. Like, I was like, why don't you get Quavo or Takeoff? And I was like, maybe you're mates with Offset because, boy, I would Offset's not have a let good that get pop rapper, though. Like, on, on ZZ, I feel like Offset does what he needs to do to make that good. I, I think Offset's good when he's with the rest of the Migos. When he's and on his own, so, I've yeah. never heard a, an outstanding Offset performance. And uh, this is testament to that. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know, in every group, there's there's a dynamic and there's, you know, people that branch off and whatever. And I don't really think, you know, Freddie made a bad choice to have him on there, but it's definitely, the for me, the weakest, the weakest song on the album. Even though I've got it liked, I was like, I think I liked it halfway through and I wanted to unlike it, but I was like, no, I need to yeah. know I, I liked yeah. the song. Yeah, I think it's the weakest because the, there is a noticeable dip when Offset comes on because I think what Freddie's doing is 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 great and the, the you know the production's fine the beat's fine the other song for me was um and i do and i like this song but too much with too much ironically the chorus is too much for me it's just repeated too much <laughs> too long it's just a very long chorus no, i found it quite vibey no got, you know what i know that... i i love too much sorry no I, yeah I, I, me too me too i, just, I love too much oh no i'm sorry i can't get enough of it i could understand why Peter, someone doesn't like it though because it can be too much excuse the pun well, it's, it, it's it quite a long chorus yeah. and then it repeats yeah. and it's like okay and it takes up like most of the track um and in money bag yo it's a solid verse solid verse but it's not it's not one of the best features on it. are we really listening to money bag yo though because i i don't think i listen to him like on purpose, do you know what I mean? No. Like, I, I think I hear him by accident mm. in the back of other people's tracks. I'm never going. Oh, I need, I need money back here in my life. Mm-hmm. I've got so a low. The, I've, I've got a really low point though. I need, I need to say because I don't know if anyone else experienced this. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! What's it? It's what? the way DJ Paul comes in with his feature. <laughs> 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 DJ Paul, like oh my god! <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with that track. To be honest, like I, some things I had to let slide. That and the whole the whole skits where it's like, are you out there fucking rabbits? Like I had to let them skits go because I, I like certain parts are artistic choice, 
and the and so the. What are you saying? <laughs> you know, like the you know the bit where he's like, "What are you doing, Freddie? You out there fucking rabbits? I got your ex-wife here and fourteen of your baby mamas and all that skit." No, you don't remember but that. Freddie's out. Uh, Freddie's out as, trying as to stand now. up and mix him with these comedians now, and it's so yeah. that's why he's oh, got no. like Joe Rogan on here and oh, no. others. I think. Yeah, but I was no, just I like, a bit I like, like "This is one. weird and it's not funny. Like, it's not my type of humor." I was like, "Maybe I'm missing something here," but I was like, "Yeah, that's weird." And then Paul will. Or DJ Paul, sorry. Yeah, there's no one cringing though. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, oh no, no, DJ it is Paul, the, it's, no, it's funny. <laughs> DJ Paul. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to him, to be honest, because like uh, the beat's good. He produced the beat as well. Yeah. I like the beat, but he shouldn't have rapped. Yeah. So I don't I know, I man. That, I, don't, um, I don't think the chorus is bad though. It's not a bad no, song. Not, not actually, chorus, I think no, it's, it's just the yeah, song. end is, of the chorus is. is a bit. I don't know. I feel like we should listen to it to kind of, but the way Kieran's laughing, listen I don't want to. Wanna... DJ Paul comes it. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't want to no, play it. You've got no. You've got me laughing way too much. The way you're saying, I'm never gonna look at that song again in the same way. I didn't now. think it was that bad. It's like, DJ, it's like DJ Khaled, but it's it's a bit more cringe, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, 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 what what were you like this, Sean? Because I wasn't like this. I I kind of was, I just let it go. You know what I mean? I just no, had it going. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't deep it as much as. Uh, sorry. Bill and Kieran, but now I'm like starting to think I missed out. Like. I think so. But, I like Three Six was... Mafia though. That like that's why oh. I kind of let it ride because I like Three Six Mafia and they they do that shit all the time. Mm. Uh, this oh. one didn't ride though. No, that is too funny. The one oh, thing no. I say is, is like the song is like almost clearly a sort of like homage to a certain sound. Yeah, that. Like, you're saying Three Six Mafia, so it could easily have been out of place on here, but it's not. It's not mm-hmm. actually like out of place at all um, which is again credit to the sequencing and the, the transitions and Freddie's a southern rapper as well so it's nice to hear like is he? that is he? sound is he? I thought he was from Indiana no he's from he's from Indiana man yeah oh he's Midwest I don't know what you know what the Midwest is <laughs> young and reckless sorry Sean I know you don't really fuck with uh, Kanye right now who? Kanye <laughs> okay the artist formerly um, known as Kanye West yay um, yeah, so the first third for me was a bit, I, I, would, uh, I, I was always going to say hit and miss. That's a bit harsh. It just had um, t- the weaker tracks uh, mm. on the track list. Um, the middle part is a is a step up. And What we class as the middle part? Lobster yeah. omelette until like... Middle part was lobster omelette until PYS. Mm. That was the middle part now, for me. Now, I don't know um, how you lot feel about this, but the Anderson Pack song felt like what he wanted to be the hit song, but it isn't that. No, it isn't. Yeah, I know what you mean by that. It really is. I like the song, but I, I really know what you mean. Because I always go back to that song and I'm like, mm. it's a song I could skip, you know. I don't I don't yeah. Yeah. skip. I'll, I'll be honest. Anderson Pack isn't doing yeah, anything yeah. for me no, at all. And he's he's eating up the first half know, of the song. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like this is... Yeah, see, this is the thing as well with the yeah. chorus. Like, So when I first heard it, I was feeling it a lot. Like yeah. The, the, yeah, the, exactly. the hook was instant. I was like, oh, I like this. But it's another one where it's like, if you feel like you... It feels a bit. Oh, it feels really harsh to say. It, it feels a bit monotonous after a few listens, like yeah. a bit droning. No, you're um, you're right, honestly, because I every time I listen to the album now, I go I go into that track, and trust me, I am always thinking, oh, I kind of want to skip, and sometimes I actually do skip because I don't. It's I, it's yeah, hard. I just don't. Yeah, because you're hearing three verses technically, because you're hearing yeah, chorus, do verse, thing. chorus. Then you hear Freddie. You're like, this is long, and the beat can only carry mm. you so far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, because individually, like this, like the verses, like Raekwon goes in, oh, Freddie's yeah, on a mad yeah. one, 
Anderson packs versus is you know solid as well. But I think yeah, it's it's almost like it's too formulaic. It's like I don't know. It was, if, it's, it's the but, pop. It's the pop formula. Chorus verse chorus mm-hmm. verse chorus. Mm-hmm. Like and but you by know, the end, you're like it gets a bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like yeah. I said. It it wanted to be the pop song. It wanted to be the the hit, but it you know the the hit is technically the Money Bag Yo song and the the James Blake song. So. Mm-hmm. You know, you but, kind of misjudge that one. That should have mm. been the bonus track in my eyes, because we'll, that's how um, bonus tracks feel. They yeah, feel maybe, like yeah. something slapped on the end. Yeah, I, I do. I do like an aspect of the song though. That's like the way the the chorus and the verses have different energy. Like every time the verse comes in, it's a bit more darker toned mm. than like Anderson Pack's like lackadaisical vibe on the chorus. I think I think that that's what makes me keep listening to it. Mm. Yeah, I'm not skipping it. I'm not skipping it. Um, but I'm. From where I was when I first heard it to where I am now, it's not. It's, gone down it's definitely not one of my favourite tracks. Put Ooh. it this way. It's definitely because um, I want to talk about a couple of these features at least a bit more later on. But um, I guess the reason why I preferred the middle section to the first section as well is it's just a bit more interesting. Like content-wise, he's just saying a bit more. Um, like I found it quite interesting that there was he, like he mentioned Jeezy at one point, and that's someone that he's been yeah. with for a long time and has sent you know jabs at and whatnot, but it was quite progressive actually. It was like, oh, you've, you know, there's some it was mature. maturity yeah. Yeah, it was, with this yeah. one, um, which is kind of baffling when you think about what's going on with Benny Butcher at the minute, but um, maybe we talk about that later. I don't know. But yeah, this this section for me just, um, it, it was a step up both in terms of like, you know, the features more often than not delivered, but also he just was saying a bit more, I guess. And then the third section, as a, like again, this is me putting them into sections. It's not like an actual thing. That that final third for me, well, well, yeah. Like, so well, that's that's the that's the part that's got the most likes for me. I think from track eleven all the way down to the end is that like 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 yeah. like oh like, yeah 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 hundred percent hundred percent. And I wonder why he's backloaded the album. Like I don't know if it was intentional, if it just how he wanted it to kind of flow, but it, but it goes it gets starts commercial, then it like transitions into this like more conscious stuff towards the end, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. Mm. Well, I I don't even know. I don't even know if people are making it that far, if that makes sense. Like, Grandma's Stove? Bang. Wow. But are people making it that far? Unbelievable. CIA? Amazing. And I'm talking about beats and bars. The last three tracks have low streams compared to the rest. This is what I'm saying. I don't know if people are making it there because they're like, ah, well, I've heard it. I heard the Money Bag Yo. I heard the Rick Ross. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Anderson Pack, maybe. All right, cool. Uh, You know, and this this new age people, they don't really fuck with Pusha T, but their loss. Oh, he, I'm sorry, his verse was... Oh, I, loved, I, I loved in. what he did. I don't know how but, he's so old rapping yeah. about cocaine that he definitely hasn't sold last week, but he sounds like he just finished flipping the pack, so <laughs> shout <laughs> this, out Pusha T. This first, though, I feel like at this point of the album, I didn't know if, I don't know if I wanted like a high-profile feature anymore. So when Pusha comes in, it does kind of take me out of the flow that Freddie starts to catch from the middle of the album onwards. Well, he was on his own for the middle of the album. Minus Paul Wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We need to call him by the right name. I keep saying Paul Wall. (laughs) The way you're describing cheesy rap, I've got a white man in my head, which is Paul Wall, but I know it's DJ Paul. That's the real problem. Mm. I can't. um, 
Did what? No one else got like what I was saying though. No, but talking of his nah. flows though, his flow on Space Rabbit, I'm telling you, Space Rabbit's one of my favorite songs on this art. He just catches, mm. uh, he catches a wave and he does not, he just surfs, surfs on the whole entire song. Oh, what, yeah, what is a Space me. Rabbit, Theo? Please explain for the. For the I, I just slow the album down I, a bit. Though, I, I, don't, you I think? don't know what a Space Rabbit is, but I'm, I'm just that song is unbelievable, man. Oh my god, can't get I think enough. We, of if that we're song. talking um, Freddie's flow, I think. Uh, He's for me, I remember Freddie's always been someone that has done the, the fast rapping and 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 sort of mixed things up a bit. Like he's been doing melodies and that, but I feel like he he perfected it on Alfredo, and this is a continuation mm. of it. Like he put he he reached his ten thousand hours on Alfredo, oh, yeah, oh, and yeah. then now like it, it's just it's effortless at this point to him. He can just ride anything basically and and deliver in the way it's meant to be delivered. Like there's been times in the past. I'm not going to, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but where you were like, I, I, I don't know whether I would have done that flow there. Like it didn't need to be that fast or like you didn't need to deliver it that way in that moment. Whereas now it's like every track he's in, he's in the bag, basically. He's in his Ooh. bag. Um, yeah. Technically flawless at times, but um, yeah, that, that final, uh, yeah. Back to what you were saying, Kieran. I didn't, I didn't really get that from gold rings. You know, I don't know whether I just, Hear it like they're like the top two guys in coke rap, right? But you know, hearing them two together, I think I, I just every time I get caught up in in their verses and the 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 atmosphere of the beat and that. Um, talking about just the the content as well, I think with Grandma's Stove, I mean, we have Freddie has been introspective before. He's been kind of raw and sort of tapped into certain emotions and that. But this one was like, oh, wow. This was powerful. Self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Talking mm-hmm. about the, the the stuff with like his kids and his his you know his baby mamas and and whew, man, these these are these are the types of songs where I'm like, do, do people like nearby need to check in and see if they're okay? Like, yeah. Somebody and CIA as well. Yeah, yeah. I think in CIA he he continues that deepness, doesn't he? But it's it's a bit more societal how he's mm-hmm. discussing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one had a bit more social commentary in there, whereas. Grandma Stove, you know that this was his sort of, I don't know, like mother I sober moment, or do you know, yeah, like the one that really, yeah, really kind was, of yeah. you've got to dig from somewhere pretty deep to um to put this together. But then again, I guess this is their therapy, right? This is how they kind of stay on track and stay healthy as they they make this music. But no, this one I was like, oh, I think someone needs to go and check on Freddie, man. No, that's a that's a lot to be uh, yeah. <laughs> to be dealing with at the minute. 100 percent. Um. But yeah, just just to kind of go back to features. I mean, did everyone have a, a favorite on this? Yeah, it might be Stone. Raycon. To be honest, I don't yeah, know why. I, just, I love how Raycon comes on it. Well, you know how I feel. Flo, Rose, he just comes in flawless, comes in clean, mm. and and considering what he did on DJ Khaled, yeah, I, I, I'm impressed by this because I thought he'd maybe have lost it because I've been seeing a lot of bullshit online. <laughs> <across. laughs> No, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I went well by the Ross feature. I went well. I, don't I, think I thought he it, meant to be. I think he's just no, doing his thing. exactly. He that, that, literally taking the words out of my mouth. He was just, he was just doing his own thing. It wasn't like one of his deep, deep verses. It wasn't just, one of no, his no, game no, I don't mean that. Like I don't mean yeah. in that way. Like I, I, I wouldn't have wanted a a real deep verse on a track like that. I just mean, um, I don't know. I guess I've. Uh, it was. It wasn't one of his best I've heard in recent years. Like, but it's that luxury. wise it was a bit like repetitive and a bit... Yeah, but it's the luxury it stuff. He talks about popping yeah. bottles in a weird location, yeah, yeah, watches and cars, that's the it. Strong. The whole thing about athletes yeah. and, you know, all that, I thought all that was quite a nice little line there. But um, yeah, for, I'm with Kieran. Raycon for me was like, how is this guy still that good? Like, stop it. He's stop ridiculous. It, 
stop it. And it was nice to hear Scarface again because Scarface, I mean, oh, for he's sure, been yeah. around I for he so long. And he, and he, I feel like he was really ill fairly recently as well. I was getting a bit worried that he might pass. I don't know if it was COVID or something like that, but um, he has retired, he, right? From like albums. I guess so, yeah. I mean, Ooh. he finished strong with um, Deeply Rooted as well. That was a, good, mm. a really good album. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was nice to hear Scarface. It, it wasn't one of his best either, but it was uh, for someone who's been in the game as long as he has and clearly deals with quite a lot of physical strife and that. I think he I think he did a solid on that one. Um, I'm kind of skipping back, but that beat as well to me. I love that beat. I think that's DJ Dahi, that decoded beat. Yeah, Weird, it is, like, yeah, it's DJ Dahi. Jittery, yeah. yeah. Um, who else is on here? Oh, I mean, yeah, we've already kind of touched on Pusha T. For me, Pusha T just sounded immaculate on this. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, but I think Pusha T is his delivery. He's just his delivery, man. He's, he's got one of the best deliveries yeah. like, in the game. And a voice, that's all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Just... This could have been on... Uh, it's it's still not dry or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it really could have. It's always dry, yeah. It, yeah, but it, I think, you know, Freddie was like, I need this for my album because it, it felt like something that could have just, you know, been slipped off that album. Mm-hmm. Pusha T is an anomaly where he can continue to just rap about the same things, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't get bored. <laughs> you just don't get bored of it at all, man. No, it just still no. sounds so flipping good. And what I they did in the is... chorus, the second chorus where they're going, well, not back to back, but they're together. That was nice. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. But I think, um, yeah, I think Kieran's right in the sense that his his voice and and feel, I think you said delivery too, are clearly like he's blessed with those things. But I think the reason why Pusha T's managed to remain this relevant whether it's from the clips days to, to his solo stuff is he's always it's the it's the, the it's the the soundscape that he chooses for his albums it always it does change you know what I mean Daytona is not the same as it's almost dry and Darkest Before Dawn was different to that and do you know what I mean he's always I guess not it's not I wouldn't say reinvention but it's it's keeping it fresh I guess and the flow you know, switches and up. up with interesting ways to say what you're saying do you know what I mean no one says what he says he he definitely invented a new flow this year. That that flow he had on neck and wrist don't like yeah. I have Ooh, yeah. never heard anything Ooh. like that in my mm. life. Life. It's so exciting. Like he's he's definitely a creative mm-hmm. talent, but oh yeah, yeah. He he yeah, shines he, on this he, song. And I, I, you know, if we're gonna there's only really five, six features on here, but if we're gonna talk about top three features, he's definitely in that conversation. Oh yeah, that's probably one. his number one actually. <laughs> yeah, one thing I sure. want to ask everybody, and, and you know, feel free to say what you want to say about this. How do we feel about the tracks where Freddie's on his own? Do we feel like he's missing something? Do we feel like he's delivering? Because for me, the tracks where he's on his own and he, he tries to do the chorus and the verse, I actually was kind of impressed of how nice they all sat together. They never felt any kind of way. Like they never. I wanted me, more of it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I so actually wanted I. more tracks without features. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. What about you, Sean? You seem kind of upset by that statement. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm looking at the track list. I think that, yeah, I think he handles any of the sort of the singular tracks on here. I mean, you think he's doing a lot on Blackish in the Room, um, Dark Hearted, Grandma Stove. I know there's a there's an, like an R&B feature on there, which is a, a, a great little touch at the end as well. CIA. Yeah, Freddie holds his own. But he's been... Get, don't know if he gets Space Rabbit, jump. he kills Space Rabbit as well. Do not forget <laughs> yeah, that song, man. That is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the guy goes off. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Freddie's... Yeah. He could have done this feature less and, and put well, out that's, that's what I was trying yeah, to get. Yeah, exactly. at. Really I wonder if that's a possibility for Freddie Gibbs that that maybe for the next project he just goes completely J Cole style solo with a couple producers and do you know and, what it is? So he knows the game. Like people look for features when a project comes out. Mm. Are like 
the pop um, hip hop fans looking for Freddie Gibbs' name? Not really, but they're looking for Pusha T, Rick Ross, Moneybag Yo, Offset, all of these people. Yeah, but comes with the territory with a Freddie album as well. There's always a like a, a standout feature every year. Do you know what I mean? Whether it was Pusha T on Palm Olive on Bandana, or um, I'm trying to think now, like uh, oh, Pinata. I mean, Scarface or Pinata is hard. He had the posse cut on there as well. We're like, yeah, this is the thing. Like, all, I think yeah. all of his features in the past were choiceful. Like, yeah. it's a bit messy on this album, the features. But I'm, I'm only yeah. realizing that talking to you guys now. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I get what you mean. I'd say it's more like it's definitely varied, um, a bit obscure. Like, yeah, to go from Anderson Pack and Raekwon to DJ Paul to Push a T to New exactly. it is a bit wild in that sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at it. It's cool. No, it's fine. Um, we might as well talk about like what next for Freddie. I think, I think um, for me, this is going to sound really weird, but I kind of don't want any music for a little while. I think we've had a project every year for other than 2016, most of pretty much like 10 years now. And this kind of feels like the victory lap. Like he's put everything together that he's went out and done He's still kind of talking about the same things, but obviously he's diving, he's doing a bit like what Conway did, where he just goes that extra that extra mile and gives you a little bit more information. And I just feel like maybe it will be you don't want there's only so much you can have. Like you know, when TV series has gone too long, you mm-hmm. just think I like, should have ended at season six. Like mm-hmm. this is that's how I kind of feel with this. It's like I, I kind of want him to to stop with the music for a little while, go away, live some life, do some other things, which apparently he wants to do anyway. He's like, he's trying to get into stand up. He's just done a film where he's acting. Um, I feel like he's trying to do something else as well. That's kind of what I want now is a break, like whether it's two or three years. And then he comes back with, with not just new music, but I guess new content as well. Come because back with that album with Madlib. I think he was, he's Montana. I think Montana. he was going to make the, yeah, the third yeah. one. But it would, mm. I was thinking at first, like, just, just, I want that ASAP, but actually having like a three-year break or something and then coming out with that, the anticipation will build and he'll have a lot more to say, definitely. Even, yeah, even just the year, like, because it's every single year. And the only reason I say it is because, look, I don't doubt that Freddie would drop Montana next year and it's one of the best albums of the year. That's like, I've no doubt of that, but there's always that risk of like, just going that extra one and it being a, mm. a being a, you know, a flop or a dip in, in the quality. So um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a break. I wouldn't mind a, like a, a year or two off, go and go and try some other things, some more, you know, artistic ventures and then come back with these new stories and maybe a new sound or, you know, whatever. But what about you? Lo? What, what do you, what do you think's next? What do you want next? I, I obviously want another project. I don't think this is like that career defining, you know, big, kind of like I can retire off this album type of thing, but I am also conscious of Freddie Gibbs's age. So he's get he's in that same boat as, you know, Benny the Butcher, not to mention the, the beef or whatever. I think we kind of skirted mm. around that this episode and, you know, Conway yeah. and all those Griselda lot where he's a lot older. So he's got something to prove, but this isn't the album where he's completely gone all the way and proved it all in my eyes. Now mm. that, that statement, you know, could backfire on me and his next album could be shit, but I think he's still got some ways to go. And whenever that project drops, I just hope he's taken his time. And mm. realistically, like we said earlier, I hope he's done a lot more solo tracks. Because mm. that's mm. what will get him the respect of people like us, as opposed to, you know, the kind of 
bigger fan base he's trying to appeal to because mm-hmm. the bigger fan base is they'll listen to this they'll listen to that they'll listen to this they'll listen to that but if you make an album for yourself and for the real real rap fans that will be a much better kind of footing for you to have a big hit album in my eyes mm. okay what about Kieran mm. or Theo no yeah no he, he can as much as I've liked him dropping my albums um, yeah pretty much every year I think he does need a break yeah, like, like the thing I've been he, he's wanted to take a break anyway and go out and do different bits and bobs. He even talked about Duke making an R&B album, which I can't really see. Yeah, but I was anyway, say yeah. That, yeah. <clears throat> but I think he just needs a break, just spend some time away, gather his thoughts and also, and come back refreshed with that new, new energy. Because I feel if he just keeps going, like you say, it probably will turn into a dud because he will probably like almost burn himself out. He just needs to take a few years off and mm. then come back fresh. Even though I, I would be looking for the new album, but yeah, I course, think he, yeah, 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 I think he goes away and then focuses, um, just yeah, gets himself together and then come back with Montana with Madlib mm. and just smash it. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. he does. Did you hear that? Um, he said he's joining Silk Sonic. He's oh my idiot. god, he didn't say so. <laughs> oh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> Could you imagine though? But where's that wow. song where he's singing a lot at the end, like trying to sing, and then he starts laughing? I think afterwards. Am I, oh, am I, am I bugging? There's a song where he tries to sing, sing in this. Isn't it Couldn't Be Done? The first track. Is it? I don't I don't know. I just remember hearing it. him trying uh, to sing, sing. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, what the fuck? I like it, but he I don't like of, it. Yeah, um, look, Gat Dam on Bandana, I like that song. I know it's not for everyone, but he's kind of singing on oh, it. Oh yeah, he, he sings nicely on that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's a cool You track, know what? Dude. He w- I feel like... Oh, sorry, what are you saying, Sean? No, no, nothing, nothing. Um, I feel like there was, there was a point... And I, I don't know if it was um, when Alfredo dropped, but I thought that Freddie and Benny were going to have like a collab album or something. That ain't happening no, anymore. No, 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 I just, that, that, but like, yeah, this is what I'm disappointed. This is what the beef is about, though. That's where some of the beef originated from, because Benny, we could go on about this, but um, it's because... Freddie did want that collab album and I don't know, Benny was too busy. <laughs> and then, then Benny starts saying, oh, you're begging me for this collab album. And then he just got upset and all sorts. And then obviously the beef has escalated to what I, it's been. That's, that's crazy. Yes, yeah. I do actually, I feel like they just compliment each other so yeah. well, especially well, Fred, on that Fred, Freddie wanted it. Freddie wanted it desperately, apparently. And Benny I was I think Freddie needs it, yeah. it more than Benny needs it, though, to be honest. Yeah. Like, no, not, not any slight against any of them. I mean, to, you're right though. You're right. You're, you're not wrong saying that that Freddie needs it more than Benny, but also Benny has stuff to gain out of this. It will test his rap skills. Like maybe he's avoiding it because Benny will, um, Freddie will run circles around him. Who knows? But yeah, I don't. I don't know about <laughs> that. That, that could probably happen. Yeah, According probably. to Benny, though, apparently, um, it it all started with like Freddie was cracking some jokes and he said something about the you know uh, Benny got shot didn't he a couple years ago? All right. Yeah, and I think, you know what Freddie Gibbs is like? He's just mm. always trolling and cracking jokes. And I think he said something regarding that. And Benny the Butcher is, as far as we're aware, a very serious guy, street guy, and just didn't say kindly to it. And it kind of went south from there. And that's where there was the back and forth. And then we had the the brawl and the, you know, the the chain being snatched and everything. It's just, it's just disappointing, man. The you chain know? being snatched is ridiculous. The, I think the, <laughs> the, the line that ridiculous. in this album that really like got me like twisted almost was like, he, he says like he's still selling crack or something. Yeah. It? I didn't understand yeah. what was going was on there. I was like, like are you Freddie? Hell? No, nah, he can't like, be. 
He, he, there's he, definitely he a line though. He yeah, makes he's, way he's too said. much money to be selling crack though. Like, yeah. I remember hearing not... it said, I was like, really? Is it like oh, a claim like the only rapper this big selling crack or something? It's something like that. Yeah, no, he's got to be joking. Like, he's a joker, ridiculous. isn't it? He's got to be joking. There's no, like, I, I can't. Oh, I can't it's quite it. a serious moment that he says it in though. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not even, I don't even know if it's a song to joke in. He does say oh. some wild stuff on this. He talks about like having the crack in the, the diapers or something like that. And yeah, that was, oh. wild. that was wild. That was wild. That was wild. Yeah, it was yeah. mad. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs is a crazy guy, man. Crazy, crazy guy. <laughs> um, the, I guess the last thing I wanted to ask is um, at this point now with the, the catalogue he's got, is he in the GOAT conversation? Do we have to start talking about Freddie Gibbs as one of the greatest to do it? If if not of all time, then of his generation at least. No. That's my that's no. my short answer. I need one more album. Yeah. yeah. That's like really? I, was gonna, I, was gonna, I was gonna say of his generation, I can't call him all time. Not yet. Of his generation for sure. Yeah, of his generation definitely. Sam was but, like no. Like yeah. just no. Yeah, because that's no. the easy that's the easiest answer I can give you. The answer is no. Not yet, but possibly depending on what comes out next. Or maybe maybe I just need to let a couple of things marinate. Like obviously Pinata came mm. out years ago. Alfredo came out in the pandemic or what. Maybe I need to hear it again and then hear this and go, oh shit. But I haven't had the oh shit kind of realization that I've had with a Kendrick in two, three albums. Like I've had with a J. Cole in a couple albums. Like I've even had with artists like Tyler. I haven't had that yet. Oh, and see, those I are think- the people in the in the GOAT level conversation. So And, and you've got, got to consider there. like his best albums a lot of the credit is the. Pro- I'm not saying Freddie's not doing stuff on Pinata, Bandana, and Alfredo, but it's like clearly the producers br- brought him up a level. Yeah. That like actually, I don't even think his solo albums have like hit. This album touches elements of that, but I don't know if anyone mm. agrees. Like the it's the collab albums that are his best work. Yeah. So, uh, he's on look, the way. I, I um I, I get parking it for of all time. That's a that's a big you know it's a, a big call, but. If we if we're thinking about his generation and then you oh, go, I know me. I know what you're yeah. saying. They're collab albums, but Pinata, Freddie, Fetty, Bandana, Alfredo, Soul Soul separately. That's a serious. That, that, and that's why I said of his generation. For me, yeah, definitely I've, of his generation, yeah. he is mm-hmm. top three at least of his generation. Ooh, ooh. But, uh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, hundred. That's a big call. But I'm not mad at that feel. I'm not mad. No, at that he's top three. He's top three. I'm. I'm gonna. What call, after I'm Cole and yeah, he's got. I'm going to yeah, say it here. Like, I yeah. think I think Freddie Gibbs has a better catalog than J Cole personally, and I, and yeah, you know I love a, J Cole. J Cole's one of my favorite rappers of all time, but J Cole has not got that many great albums. He's not got as many great albums as Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, I, I think I, J Cole I, I, says. I, 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 the thing I, is, though, no, Cole says so much more. I hear, though I hear that he does, take. Like, I hear that what, take. What like Sean saying, I hear that take. Freddie has got better albums than J Cole, and you know how much of a J Cole fan I am. But he has got better albums. What, than what J Cole album is better? Uh, tell, than you tell me. Yeah, this is wild. This is actually wild though. No, but name three three J Cole albums that are better than Freddie's discog. You can't. You could probably only name one. You got maybe two at a push, but not three. You can't name. I can name. I can name many, many songs. So yeah, but that's the thing. J. Cole is, J. Cole has made some like you know timeless classic songs, yeah, and has important projects and is and is one of the biggest for a reason, yeah. But when we're just talking about project for project, if you yeah. if we did like if we just compared the two, oh, the, man, the, the quality did, of Freddie's work is higher. If you did like a, a battle of projects, Freddie would win. I'm sorry, he's definitely going to beat J. Cole every t- every Damn. time. Yeah, I think look, there's there's certain look, Kendrick is different stratosphere. Tyler is, you know, incredible. We've spoken about that. But after that, 
I'm struggling to like think of like five five artists that have they've got better catalogs than Freddie Gibbs of his generation. Well, you're not, you're not struggling. You're not struggling. You just you just know who's in that category, and there's not many people in that category. You know. Yeah. yeah it's the yeah. Griselda lot and a few other people that have been around for a little bit, but have only just started getting the the love they deserve. No, I, I, see, I put Griselda in like more of a, a recent generation. I know they're older guys in terms of their age, but they didn't really drop major projects until later on. I'm putting Freddie in the sort of the it's 2009 Staples, to 2014, that, that kind of era. Oh, that's new school. Well, that's not even new school anymore. That's, that's, that's technically um, the mature Big rappers Sean, now. Yeah. Wale, them, them rappers. Rappers in, rappers in yeah. their, their mid to late 30s. Mm, yeah. I, I feel what I you're think, saying. Yeah, I, I think that this uh, it's a catalog that not many can compete with. No, for sure. In his generation, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He probably is third in that generation. Yeah. They said it's it couldn't be done. Ah, the board. Oh, the board. The board. Oh, white bricks. Um, so we going for uh we going for favorite tracks. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, who's going first? I'm just going for that because we all know it's that. actually quite hard, you know. No, it's not hard. It's not hard for me. Space Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Space Dude, Rabbit I'm times like, three. It's, it's only Theo back in this track. I don't know why, because it is actually a good tune. It's just it weird. Is a, it, it, it is a banger. I'm sorry, I don't know why. You're no one else is just. <laughs> It is fire, <laughs> but it's Space Rabbit, Gold Rings, and Dark Hearted. The CIA comes after that, but yeah, they're, they're fire tracks. Kieran? Zipper bags. Um, <laughs> no one spoke about that this whole episode. That, that track always gets me. Um, yeah, Zipper bags. Definitely a vibe. Definitely a vibe. <sighs> CIA. This is, yeah, epic and Dark Hearted. Sam? I'm easy. There's a there's a nice little three pocket kind of place that you should be in, and it's gold rings. Grandma stove mm. and CIA. That's that's it. That's the oh, simplest. Yeah, that, that, is a run. Yeah, that, that is a nice run, you know. Very, very close to mine. Mine's dark hearted, gold rings, grandma stove. I just think dark hearted is one of the best songs. It is. Yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. Good. No doubt. Um, and then CIA, yeah, it's very close. It was the best pre release and. We usually don't include them in our top three, but that track is too good. Not too good. Mm, too good. Too good. Okay, scores. Same order. Let's let's hear Theo's score. Okay. Oh no! Don't put me first because Okay, let's go backwards then. Let's go backwards. <laughs> nah, Sean, go I'm, go. <laughs> All right. Well, a, a little bit of context because um, I found it in terms of the the consistency of the quality a, a bit slow to get going. Like I said, I've, I've had my say on the the first third. I'm at an eight point four. It's a mm. very high eight. I can't put it in that nine bracket. Um, it, it's not. It's not to me his um, his best body of work. Although it's his kind of most versatile to date, but um, a very very strong eight for me. Eight point four. I'm sitting at a, a nice healthy kind of eight point three as well. Just kind of echoing what Sean said. It's it's not there like all the way there yet, but he will definitely get there eventually. So yeah, eight point three, not. Mm. Not a high score, not a low score. It's it's a fair score in my eyes. I gave it eight point five. No explanation for that. He's just he's like there's no explanation. There's, there's no explanation needed, is there? Okay, <laughs> it's fair a enough. great album. 
Yeah, well, I had it ridiculously high earlier, but then I listen. I, I listen. <laughs> I, I listened to Bin Yarn, but and Bandana again. So I was like, okay, that put that really put it into context. So I've had to knock it down. So I've got it as like an eight point five. You should have seen what I had it as. Before, what man. was your initial I had, rating? Oh, it was close. It was qu- it was closer to nine. I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. I had it high. Honestly, I've been banging this project out. Fair enough. I, uh, I've been banging this project out loads, but listening to his Discord today really put into context. So I was like, no, I can't put it that high. It's well, not there's as good a reason like some we of his best body this, of work. Yeah. We, we reviewed this instead of Cheat Codes and uh, Jin's mm. album, even yeah. though those two, I think, are coming close to yeah. the top tier this year. Well, we've I think got it's it. a bit like, um, you know, we've... Maybe can cut this out, Sam. I don't know, but I think it's Stay just timing, in it. I think if we were like edit the fuck out of that, <laughs> if um if if timing was what am I saying? I think if we were more active when Jid dropped and when Cheat Codes dropped, we probably would have done reviews. Like I think of ours yeah. last year. Do you know what True. I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, no, good to good to do another review. Well, um, our overall score is at eight point four, which you know. Isn't terrible, isn't great. I mean, the reviews are obviously every fucking publication review shit lower than we do, but with a grey area. And it's we so slow. Like, well, it's not, it's not that low, but I'm surprised it's like floating around seven. Hey, this is Sean, and thanks for listening to another episode of The Grey Area. Are you an upcoming artist, critic, journalist, or content creator? Hit us up on our Discord or in our YouTube comments if you want to share new music, take part in an interview, or are interested in collaborating. Links to these can be found in the show notes. Take care.